When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, my talkers, we hope you had a great holiday weekend. And we're here to spend the rest of this year with you guys. That's right. Lori's in town here and we've got a special guest. Of course, you probably know who I'm talking about. Let's just introduce her for fun. It's Brittany Witch. You know, I could act like I'm busy. Huh? I could act one of these days like I'm busy. Yeah, you could, but... but you, you guys know. would know I'm lying. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, we wouldn't know that you were lying. But anyway, you guys, it, it just... I wanted one more Christmas day. Yeah, it was pretty sweet, wasn't it? It was. It was really. We. Uh, I last saw Grant. We were singing Feliz Navidad on Thursday night. Yeah. And it, but I gave the story of Feliz Navidad, so Julia didn't feel as petty about singing it this <laughs> oh, year. Oh, good. <laughs> did her pettiness just melt away it like did the snow? When she found out the story, and I mean, did you guys have a great Christmas? Was busy it's like we do all this stuff and then it's like over i know it feels like a blink of the eye well we as you know i am 18 weeks pregnant congratulations mazel i think you accidentally or i think we you you just announced it the other day not announced it you just casually dropped it we were talking about lactophilia or something like that it felt right yeah. Um, and wrong all at the same yeah, time. Yeah, last sex Monday, Grant. <laughs> yeah. You Lactophilia. Yeah, mm-hmm. It sounds like, I think I know what it sounds like yeah. based nope, on what it is. Nope, we don't, yeah, we don't need to go there. easy sex word to guess. Yeah, yeah, that's an easy one, yeah. It was easy and really heartbreaking at the same time. <laughs> um, so, you know, we had some... Low-key? Low-key. We ended up just chilling. Um, uh, the family stuff is a little nerve-wracking when you're, you don't really know what's going on, so... Um, we, my favorite thing we did on Christmas is, so I always beg Justin to at least like, I like taking naps, but I don't want to miss out on anything. True. So I like group naps where we all agree (laughs) to take a nap. So he said, fine. At 2 PM on Christmas, we laid on the couch and he, I was like, you don't have to, you don't have to do anything, but you just have to stay on the couch. That's the rule. Oh, jealous. And it was so good. That is nice. I know. So that was our big Christmas. I I did see Casey take a Christmas day nap, but I think that was because of how much he ate and the number of cookies he inhaled. (laughs) Casey doesn't catch me as somebody who has FOMO. He's, I think he could nap at any point. Yes, he is. He's a great napper. And on, um, on Friday night, Julia hosted the family over at her place and, she had fun games, and there were great prizes, including $20 bills and Dang. Fireball. And yeah, it was so much fun. Good. Yeah. 
we did the reindeer game. Oh, yes, you know, the like reindeer yeah, that we did video. for our video. Yeah. Where do people see everybody that funny video? So it's out on our tw- on our Instagram, and it's also on our website and our Facebook page. So if you go to My Talk's Facebook okay. page, you scroll down. It's 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 on all of our platforms. Yeah, because we you know it. we had to come up with our own quote unquote creative. So. Mm-hmm. Grant we, we was did, Santa. Yeah, and we did ring toss, and you guys were the, the reindeer, reindeer with our inflatable antlers, antlers which and, were the rings. Or mm-hmm. I had the rings, and they what were, happens when I'm not here? Yeah. Are you guys? This is a job. It's you guys are the worst. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're out there. We're like, what are we going to do? Play sign, and we are not. We are not, you know, improv or theater. No. I don't know. I, I think that's a lie. I've now I've worked with you quite a bit. I think that's <laughs> quite the lie. Okay, so what's your favorite gift that you gave somebody? Um, well, you know what? My dad was thrilled to bits with his deer camera for his oh, tree stand. Oh, nice. nice. arrow hunter. Nice. Nice. Those are pretty those are pretty slick. Yeah, he was like, "Oh, he was very happy about that." I gave another guy, my big-headed brother-in-law, <laughs> I'd gone to the electric fetus and I saw beanies in like basically like you know, the Goldilocks and the three little bears, mama mm-hmm. bear. There was like baby bear, mama bear size and papa bear. And it was this papa bear beanie. And I'm like, that is going to fit my big headed brother-in-law <laughs> who is a school bus driver <laughs> and always complains. Can't find, find that. He was thrilled. Oh, I bet. <laughs> thrilled. And it said electric fetus and it was an ombre and he wore it all afternoon. Nice. I love when you just like it makes someone happy. Was And Casey got a gift from my mom. He got a beanie hat. With a light in it. Oh, I got cool. one of those too. I got the, the I flashlight, got, and he yeah. went on a winter walk, oh, and like great. he was so happy with it. Oh, so yeah. that uh, is really cool. Sometimes it's the little things. Oh, yeah. for sure. How about you? My Who favorite did? gift that I gave somebody was um, my nephews. I gave them, uh, and I was a little nervous because I was giving. They, you know how they all these flashy things, and so I had to make it look cooler than it is. It was tickets to um, Diary of a Wimpy Kid musical, and it's not till May, so I was a little nervous. You know, right. they have all this fra- delayed. Yes, mm-hmm. and so, but I took my nephew when he was about. I can't remember last time they were here. It was like four. He was four or five. Um, he's eleven now, so I didn't know if you'd even remember. He opened that thing, and he's a really like not not as as expressive. He's pretty calm. The smile on his face was huge, and he goes, "We get to go again, Auntie." Oh. You know, and his little brother was like, who's uh, seven, was like, "Is also, you know, oh yeah, I didn't get to go last year." So that made me so happy that they understood that. Like, all right, this isn't until May. But like, and when you're competing with like, they had a, a Harry Potter sorting hat. They had oh. every Lego, and I was like, "Oh, my gift is gonna suck compared <laughs> to." That. But that made me so happy. Cool. Yeah. How about you, Grant? What was the best gift you gave? Uh, my best gift was to my godmother because it was the one. It took a little creativity, but I put together this. Um, plaque from all of i took pictures with all like stuff from me and you and julia and Lori and and when i was with don and steve my godmother is a diehard fan of this whole oh, station cool. and every single person oh. on it so i put together like one of those a through collage? a collage like little plaque that she got so it's Aww. it's on the way it'll be there in about a day or so but it'll when she gets it it'll it's a picture of every single group of all of us that work here together and it's kind of just like a little personal message from me from us to her so that's awesome yeah, that, that was like the most you that was the hardest 
hardest working thing. Other than that, I love the gift they got Lily, which was an Apple Watch, but there's nothing really special yeah, behind cool. that. So yeah. yeah, well, if she really wanted one, then I bet oh. she was really happy with she that. She did. Gift. So she was. So that was nice. But the, the gift that put the time yeah. into it was our My Talk kind of like group thank you to my godmother for being that's, such a big fan. So. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah. We did have on, you know, like in the divorce world, fam- there's multiple. Oh, yeah. I know what that world Celebrations like. yes. or gatherings. Yeah. And since we didn't have any gatherings really last year, except if we were outside in somebody's garage or something. Yeah. You know, so I got to go up to my dad's. And so on his wife's side of the family, there um, we had a baby Christmas Eve at 11 o'clock at night. Uh, really? How about that? Christ- That's great. A little Christmas Eve baby. Oh, wow. So that was, that was uh, like, for my dad and uh, my uh, stepmom, they were just, like, thrilled about that. That was probably their best gift. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then... You can't really beat that. You can't no. really beat that. No. And then, you know, Try it's kind of nice... Year. If you're Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, at least you can feel like a special baby as opposed to the 23rd or the I 26th. Know. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. It's like it feels like leftover birthday. You know? I know. At least, yeah, yeah. yeah and, but and your family's like, together and people try to make you feel extra special. But yeah, the right before or right after is rough. Yeah, yeah. So um, anyway, yeah. And then uh, this is just a Santa alert. If you you know need to keep Santa near and dear to your heart, please turn off your radio. Um, cause I just have to tell a little story about Casey and Santa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So spoiler here for kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Santa with a six pack and, um, <laughs> we try to put the pillow in and it's too snug of a fit. So he we looked- can only get one long skinny pillow in. And then when he was putting on the beard, I kept going, why do you look so creepy? And it was because the mustache was across his nose. So we oh, figured that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Moved that down, worked on his voice. I wasn't happy with it. We worked on it two days. <laughs> and he finally said, I'll ring the doorbell. I'll stand in the doorway. And the kids won't know you know, who I am. And if I can't fool a five-year-old, I should go to Santa school. And I said, I think you're going to have to go to Santa school. <laughs> the doorbell rings. The kids run to the door. And in, in two seconds, the five-year-old, that's grandpa. <laughs> and then Santa just kept going, ho, 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 Santa's got to go. And he was flinging Hot Wheels and Smarties across the living room floor <laughs> to keep the, him from looking. And they're running around and he's, oh, oh, Santa's got to go. And I'm like, Santa, come in. Santa! It was... Santa, you're manic! It was... Santa, take your meds! Oh, yeah, it was... Okay, so you know what a MILF is. I'd have to say, as respectfully as possible, he was... You showed me a picture. He was definitely a sylph. A sylph! (laughs) Hands down. Like, he was far too hot to be... He was daddy Santa, for sure. (laughs) Yeah. He's saddy. Anyway, all right, listen, we come back. It's our story we can't get enough of. There's our little royal procession. We have news from across the pond. Bridgerton, you know, last year, Christmas, we got the gift of Bridgerton. And you know what? That was so much for us at the time. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was a real gift. It was a real gift. And we gobbled it up like it was a bonbon. And I think most people I knew watched it in like two days. Oh, I tried to hold back. And I also like tried to not watch it. In at any moment where my husband walk in, he's like, "What are you watching?" I'm like, "Get over here, get over here, and sit closer." <laughs> <laughs> so Bridgerton, the lady whistled down today. They did kind of a cute thing, Netflix, because Bridgerton premiered one year ago on December 25th, mm-hmm. and so they did this thing with Lady Whistledown, basically, you know, announcing in the cast is kind. Of, we have just a little taste of it. Thank you. 
Is that Whistler? Here we are. Oh. What's she got These to say? These are people on the couch. The cheeky little mistress. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. To our buzzy tongue. It is customary for a first anniversary to gift paper to your readers. Do you guys know that? Yeah. I do hope you find this one informative. Bridgerton returns March 25th. March 25th. March 25th. So at least we have something in the spring. Yeah. Right now we have The Witcher and Emily in Paris. We have a couple of things, but at least we finally found out when it is coming back. And of course, the delay COVID. And Euphoria, I think, is in January. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And yes, we'll take, I think spring will be perfect. We need some ripping corsets and heaving bosoms. Mm. And maybe some. You know, pants action. Yes, and yes. And if Bridgerton, the first season, was any <laughs> indication, we will get pants action. Oh. Right? I, 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 I know it's true. I'm yeah. a little bummed that, um, you know, we're not going to have our Duke. But, or Duke of Hastings. Yeah. But no, they'll, no. I know that I know they're going to have a great replacement. Yeah. It's Anthony. It's, uh, you know, the one, the oh, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The feather, feather. Oh no, he's fine. He's hot. He's fine. He's, he's fine. fine. But yeah. yes, we were really getting very into our sexy as hell Duke of Hastings. I burn for you. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so do I. Okay, so then the other thing that's going on across the pond, it is so, so unbelievable. So the Daily Mail had to apologize to Meghan Markle, and they had to apologize in the same font. Is when they set, you know, when they printed the thing about her, they, they copyrighted and paid her dad for a copy of his letter. So they had to apologize to her in the Daily Mail. And um, they, they hit it right above a picture of uh, Boris Johnson's dog looking so bored to death, probably because he lives with Boris. But anyway, they did <laughs> do an apology and they did have to pay a settlement. Okay. So it was a legal victory for. Meghan Markle, mm-hmm. and they'd been ordered to print this a, a few months ago, but they had appealed it. So that happened. Yeah. Then Queen Elizabeth, here she is a little bit, you know, she addresses the nation. She's done this for, I don't know, 74, I think this is her 74th address yeah. to the nation at Christmas time. Here's a little bit from GMA. Queen Elizabeth entering a new era this morning after celebrating the first Christmas without her husband, Prince Philip, but keeping spirits high during her holiday message. And as much as I and my family miss him, I know he would want us to enjoy Christmas. The Queen's plans scaled down, missing the traditional family church service and staying at her Windsor residence, where an intruder was arrested for breaching onto the castle grounds on Christmas Day. A 19-year-old caught by police within minutes, the Queen and guests undisturbed. The Cambridges hosting a Christmas carol with Kate playing the piano. And in California, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle sharing a candid holiday card with two-year-old Archie and six-month-old Lilibet Diana, her first public photo. Okay, thanks. All right, so I mean, there's so much happened. In, so that's like a, that, that, you, all those sentences were crazy. In 48 hours, the yes. Daily Mail apologized. There's a crossbow, crossbow intruder who scaled the fence at Windsor. Now, like, how that what? happens, 
Put up pictures. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAP Podcast. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Of Prince Andrew on the wall, maybe it'll keep the <laughs> invaders out. But um, and then and then Queen Elizabeth, you know, she gives her her speech, and it's her seventieth time giving this speech. Yeah. She's wearing a sapphire diamond brooch that okay. she wore on her honeymoon Bon Voyage outfit. I need to see this. And um, she she did not. Um, the only people she name-checked in her speech was Charles, William, Camilla, and Kate. She didn't mention Meghan or Harry or the names of the four great-grandchildren. Dang. But, you know, um, I think she was, a lot of it was about, um, I mean, a lot of people, I hate to say this, but the chatter was the fact that Queen Elizabeth was did not appear to be wearing a bra. And I thought if the Queen wants to wear a cami under her dress on Christmas damn day letter. Right? Mm. I'm sorry. I thought we all agreed after 2020 that bras are absolutely optional. <laughs> I, I agree, even for Queen Elizabeth. Absolutely, especially for the Queen. Yes. What's the point and of being I the know, Queen if you can't let them hang? Yeah, and she does, she records this message ahead of time. It's not like she's taking time out of her Christmas day Yeah you know, martini time to go and do a speech. It's it's planned and done ahead of time. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, people were just, like, yelling about the fact that why isn't she wearing a bra? And I thought, well, she did have her, you know, the queen of the dresser or the the wardrobe, mistress, the mistress of the wardrobes, her uh-huh. lady uh-huh. who's been wardrobing her Forever. since day one mm-hmm. of her uh, died, like, Three weeks ago. Oh. And she was 102. Now, I don't know if she was still the mistress of the wardrobe, but the queen is about to celebrate 70 years. Yeah. We can play. All right. The queen now looking forward to better times and a milestone moment just months away. Her platinum jubilee, a celebration of 70 years on the throne. 70. We are lucky enough to be able to, to witness and have a, a, a ringside seat to history in the making. Elizabeth is the longest serving monarch in British history and at every jubilee from silver in 77 to gold in 2002 and diamonds nearly 10 years ago in 2012 Prince Philip was by her side. The Queen now facing this monumental milestone without him along with worries about her own health yet still determined to work highlighting the upcoming celebrations in her Christmas message. I hope will be an opportunity for people everywhere to enjoy a sense of togetherness. The preparations.
Thank you, Queen Elizabeth. But yeah. you notice all those, all those. That's exactly how Delta's status goes: silver, gold, <laughs> <laughs> platinum, diamond. <laughs> I just was like, really. I'm like, wow. Okay, so I guess that's the natural order always of uh, these years. Yeah, like lifetime memberships as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. lifetime. Yes, yeah. It is. and then you always find out you're like, oh, it's so great. I have diamond. They're like, diamond is garbage. If yeah. you don't platinum, get out of here. <laughs> right, get out of here. And you're like, I felt so good about getting gold. <laughs> I know gold is <laughs> gold is what we use for toilet paper here. Oh, anyway, okay. all right. Well, we're in for a treat. Uh, we talk to her every year this week before her show. Liz Winstead is joining us. She's got her annual three night affair at the Cedar Cultural Center coming up this week. Again, it's her show called Bang the Dumb Slowly. We'll be right back. All right. Until then, let's take a look. for hanging out with us on this Monday, December 27th. And if it is New Year's week, it means that it is time that Liz Winstead is on our show because she's got three shows coming up at the Cedar. Hi, Liz. Hi. Hi. Happy New Year. I guess we can kind of say. Since, I mean, happier New Year. Uh, yeah, happier New Year is the way to do it. Now, Liz, before we talk about your show, I was so happy to see the story that Laura Yoon, it was in the Star Tribune, I think it was yesterday, the story, because I sent you a text from the Crop Art Building. I was, A, so excited to be back at the fair, but I was so excited to see you in, in Seed Art. And I took a picture and I texted it to you, and I'm like, oh my God, you're famous. It really was, you know, for, oh, my, you guys are going to hear my dog a little bit. That's okay. Um, it's so exciting, like, from being from Minnesota, since my ingenue days have left me, who knows if they ever were, so I'll never be carved in butter. Right. But <laughs> the best thing in the world was literally that. And I didn't know it was happening. Um, and I just got shelled with texts from you and a bunch of other friends as well being like, you're made of seeds, you're made of seeds, you're made of seeds, you're at the fair. And I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And um, it was really great. And she got a ribbon. Yeah, I know she did. And I, I, I was just like, so, and I think, too, you know, going to the fair this year, you know, I felt, I was just so damn happy to be there. And mm-hmm. for people who don't like the fair crowded, I mean, this was your year to go because it was never really felt crowded. No, it didn't feel crowded, and I um, celebrated my big a big birthday this year, and I had a three day like Minnesota party that was unending. I had Jake Rudd DJ a night for me for a party, and then rented pontoons, and I had a bunch of friends come in town to go to the state fair, and I brought them, and I was like, "Gosh, are they going to want to go because of COVID?" And everybody was like really into it, and we masked up and we went, and it was just really the best yeah it, it was a blast anyway i was just i was just tickled because i pretty much every year the first day of the fair i have to go to the the egg building i i want to see what the political yeah and the statement and the nostalgic pictures are going to be that represent the year and it always pretty much they do a good job of summing up the year in seed they do, and I'm I'm going to put it um, for my shows. I'm having it on display at my shows, oh, which true. is really great. Yes, it's such it's such a great picture, two of you. Anyway, I love the story about you know because this woman who um, Christy, she you guys didn't know each other. No, I bought a piece of crop art from her four years ago, but I didn't know her. But I saw it at the fair, and I don't think a lot of people know that if you see a piece of crop art you like. 
you can fill out a note at the end and give it to those people, and they give it to the artist. I did not know that. An offer. I didn't know that. Yes. So any of the ones you see you love, you can make an offer on it. Okay. And so yes, you just so bought, bought a piece Prince of Hamilton art. One. Yeah. Well, what did you buy from her? So what I bought was she did the coolest crop. The year Prince died, um, she did. She took the playbill from Hamilton, the star, you know, with mm-hmm. Hamilton on it. Mm-hmm. And she, instead of it saying Hamilton, she wrote Revolution. And instead of it being Hamilton, it was Prince Mm. on the star. So it was this Prince-Hamilton mashup because it was the year Prince died. And it was so great. And I have it hanging in my apartment in New York. Oh, I love that. I love it. And And then when I bought it from her, she she sent me. I was not in town. She dropped it at a friend's house, and then they shipped it to me. But um, she said, you know, I really like your comedy, and I really like your work with reproductive rights and stuff. So I was so thrilled that you're having this. And I was like, wow, that's so cool. Never talked to her again. Yeah. And then she did this crazy other thing. It's so great. It's so great. And you are a great friend of reproductive rights. Um, Liz, I hope you're I, I hope you're proud of, you know, how loud and you know, you've been for a very long time and using humor and just getting out there because women's rights or reproductive rights are under attack like they've never been. It's true. And you know, it's it's pretty scary out there right now, and, you know, the, the same orcs that don't believe in the science of vaccines and masks are the same orcs that are outside the clinics. I have to tell you, I literally saw a woman protesting outside a clinic holding up a sign that said, I will not mask my unborn child. <laughs> and I was like, ma'am, you're wearing pants. Right. <laughs> and if you're wearing underwear, you're double masking. Right. Even though it's not how it works, like get a grip. Yeah. Okay. So, so Liz, I mean, I feel like okay. I love the name of the show, "Bang the Dumb Slowly: The Year in Review." But you, you are able to, and I guess this is always why you know the brilliance of everything that you did at the Daily Show and everything. It's still to who you are, how you can bring humor to things that are really kind of uh, very upsetting or, um, you know, whatever. We've had, like, it it feels like we've had four or five years of just so much upset. Mm -hmm. But you always manage to make it funny, and it is your, I mean, is your true talent, woman. Well, I have to tell you that it's so interesting because people always forget that there's always hypocrites and there's always bad guys and there's always absurdity, mm-hmm. even when we are um, talking about terrible things that are happening, right? Yeah. You know, how we all reacted to COVID, um, it, you know, that's a universal experience that's dark, mm-hmm. but also it's very real. You know, it's like, I think those of us who are like me, I had to go back on YouTube uh, to watch a video to see how I work zippers again because I didn't wear pants. Right. <laughs> so I needed to take a class, you know, and so I think that we are like easing back in and, you know, there's people that I'm just not going to not hold accountable, I, AKA make fun of mm-hmm. people who are like, Joe Rogan's my doctor now. I'm mm-hmm. like, everybody needs to get help. <laughs> like Joe Rogan. <laughs> is barely a podcaster. So why is he your doctor? Like, you know, there's just a lot to be mined. And, you know, you know, you just look at like the year kicked off January 6th with an insurrection. 
and it's just been downhill from there. It, it 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 will be like kind of. I mean, I do feel like in a way people are kind of in a bit of a daze because it's like two years of this. It's two years of this. Mm-hmm. It is, and there are people who are you know. I mean, like my shows, we're making this conscious effort where we're not like the rooms are going to feel when when you come to my show, it's going to feel empty, and that's on purpose. Um, because I don't, I want people to sit distance. People have to wear masks. You have to be vaccinated to come to the show. Mm-hmm. But the people who really need a catharsis, and let me tell you what, when you hear uh, just a running of the year and making fun of the people who have probably made your life worse this year, mm-hmm. you know, all of us just trying to be good and vaccinated and safe and don't want to go out to bars and stuff because the great unmasked are out there screaming about their liberties like chimps. Um, you know, <laughs> I want to make fun of them and I want people to be able to safely come together and be like, they're not taking our joy back. It's time for them to stay inside. Yeah. And so it's time for all of us to come out and, um, you know, just like purge it out. And yeah. So I and do you like- feel like, I mean, do you, does it help you or does it make you more mad? No, you know what? It really helps me. I'll tell you, being able to have an outlet to take in the world and then to be able to spit it out through humor mm-hmm. and to um, is, I don't know what, if I could like wake up every day if I didn't have an outlet to do it. You know, when you see these like dollar store Sarah Palin's running around with their guns <laughs> and their bad ideas, you know, I just feel like there's a lot to do and a lot to talk about and a lot of really fun visuals. The show is full of graphics that are really funny and, you know, it's, it's just, um, it's just a really. If you're gonna go out, um, this is gonna be the safest way to do it. Um, and I just was gonna. I was thinking, like, you know, do we do the shows? Do we not? And I was like, I'm doing the shows. Yeah. Because I mean, you've got requirements. Time. You know, I mean, like, I think First Avenue, all of the First Avenues, they were the first ones, like in August, to just say, nope, we're having. You got to be vaccinated or have a test, and they, it gave other places the courage, you know, to go, okay, we can do this too. And for them, it was about their employees. Yeah. 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 And for me, it's just about everybody. Employees. And plus, you know, when we are trying to, you know, save our stages and keep things open, you know, the Cedar Cultural Center is a nonprofit. That's right. That's cool work. And so it's just really important for me to, A, be on stage and keep tradition alive because I think it's important, and B, keep the doors open for our institutions in our town. Yeah. Liz, I want to ask you, is there anybody in Hollywood, whether it's in the acting or the music world, is there anyone that you um, take on? Oh, of course. I mean, I'll take on all of the very rich comedians who are being canceled. Um, You've got Nicki Minaj has some, had some choice words this year on COVID. Um, Eric Clapton's been dumb. (laughs) Um, I talk about the Royals a little bit, you know, I mean, you kind of hit everybody, don't you? I do. I hit everybody, you know, Biden kind of stepped in it with Afghanistan and like, just like not pushing it and Mm -hmm. Joe Manchin and, Mm -hmm. you know, like, you know, and Republicans and Democrats, you know, like if you, I always say, if you have power and you do something stupid with it or you do something evil with it, you will probably wind up in my show. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that is kind of what happened. <laughs> All right, to get tickets, so Liz will be the show is Bang the Dumb Slowly, the year in review. 
It's an annual show, uh, three nights. So it's December 29th, 30th, and 31st. So you've got uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday night. And um, tickets are $50 in advance. And just go to Cedar dot the cedar excuse me dot org right that's it that's it that is it well liz always good to have you on your show to stir the pot i love it i'm I so love it, you and have a great new year and let's hope 2022 is better than the last two years yes it just it's it has to be okay Totally. All right, Liz, good to talk to you. <laughs> you too. All right, listen, uh, when we come back, uh, two notable lives well-lived that we're going to celebrate when we come back. That is Olivia Rodrigo. The song is Traitor. I know John Bream picks this uh, Olivia's Sour album as one of the top 10 albums of the year. We'll be talking to him, Brittany, and Grant on Thursday. Ooh, nice. Going over kind of all the... Music stuff. Uh, it will, like Liz Wynn said, she's going to give her year in review. Yeah. A lot of, you know, politics and all that kind of stuff. But it- I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. This, this is the time of the year when we do, do all that. We gotta right? do it, right? Gotta it's so fun. It. We gotta look back. Um, now, there is one fun thing of I know of tonight if people do are looking for... Because, you know, Grant, I was saying when I got in the studio today, I said, damn, I wish we were having this Monday off instead of next Monday. I wanted to keep my Christmas glow going. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, and I wasn't smart enough to take today off, but next week we'll have... I know it's funny. The I, day off. I came into the my talk area and I thought it was only going to be you and Grant just because it's kind it's, of feels it's like it's a there's ghost no, town. But yeah. you know what? There are a lot of people here because I shot open the door and went, hey, oh, and then like eight people said, hey, oh, back. Yeah. And I was like, oh, oops. <laughs> yeah, I forgot I know, this is I a place of are... work. Like I'm still in holidazzle mode. Yeah, I kind of felt like just having that glow, that holiday yeah. glow going yep. one more day because, yeah. you know, just to, I don't know, but we're going to have uh, the New Year's glow go one more day. I know. Next week, when it gets to be, you know, subarctic, I know. it's going to be cold. We're I know it's going to be rough. That. We oh. were just making game plans. I always have to do mental health game plans. Like, what am I going to do? Because I go outside with my dog so much. What am I going to do that's going to replace that? Yeah, I know. COVID makes that a little hard, but not yeah. impossible. You know what? I ended up getting um, another present that I gave. Um, that made me feel really good. And again, went to the electric fetus. Yeah. I'm telling you, this is where I buy so many presents. And I bought my two nieces and nephews electric fetus really fun hats with the palm on it. Like one was check and leopard and one was like camo and orange and pink. You know, they were really cool hats. They sound so cute. And then with like great, just, you know, like knit gloves, but with fingers and stuff. Yeah. Guess what happened yesterday in no. Seattle? What? 
they got like six inches of snow yeah. and nobody had hats and gloves, but they did because on Christmas uh, Eve, Lori came through from their Aunt Dooney. And they looked adorable in it. And they looked so adorable in them. And, you know, and one year I gave them like camo fur bombers. Oh, When cute. the kids were all kind of um, awesome. being snowboarders and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because sometimes you can't get the good stuff yeah. like in a... You know, in that part of the, I mean, if yeah, you, yeah, they just don't have, you have as to go much to a variety. Ski store, an outdoor store, yeah, and it's pretty basic over there. They're yeah. not going to have camel fur bombers, yes. as their go tos when they're not selling that many kinds of it. Agreed. Yeah, so I was like so pleased, but honestly, my sister sent me a picture of her backyard yesterday, and she's on Puget Sound, and it was such a snowstorm. And then I sent her a picture of our backyard yeah. because it hadn't started snowing yet, and there were like a couple of lonely. You know, patches of snow and then green grass. And she's just like, we are having the opposite weather. (laughs) Right? Okay. That's funny. So anyway, but just something to do tonight that is kind of fun. Um, Know this gal, Karen Kahow. She's at the House of Comedy tonight out at the Mall of America. Uh Her show is called Day Drinking with Mom. Oh, I bet that sounds like Yeah, she's very, very funny woman. And this is a seven o'clock show tonight if you're... Looking for a little holiday glow. That'd be really fun. That'd be really uh, cool. So uh, this weekend, um, two people who lived long lives, Brittany, Mm -hmm. long lives, 90s. We'll take that. We'll take that. Desmond Tutu, who um, CBS Sunday Morning did an amazing story on him. I had forgotten about, you know, how he used the pulpit and his spirited you know, speeches to, you know, really bring down apartheid. Yeah. And and um, always, like, just kind of incredible. They showed this one footage of him in the streets of Johannesburg, right. literally breaking up a brawl, where a they were brawl gonna- with, like, 10 guys on each side, and he just threw himself in the middle and got them to stop. And yeah, just, he's really kind of an amazing guy. So we just have a little audio about Desmond Tutu to play. The tiny clergyman with a twinkle in his eye, a massive laugh and a dance in his step. Born in the township of Clarksdorp, South Africa, Desmond Tutu went on to become a Nobel Peace Prize winner, a global campaigner for human rights and a man who always spoke truth to power, whether it was a white racist regime or a corrupt African dictatorship. As South Africa's first black archbishop, he unhesitatingly used his office to bravely challenge the country's apartheid rulers. The primary violence, and white people don't want to hear this, the primary terrorism in this country comes from the government. Equally, he could turn that righteous fury onto his own supporters. In 1985, Tutu fearlessly broke up an angry South African mob and prevented them from burning a man to death on suspicion of being an apartheid spy. When the dark days of racial hatred finally ended and Tutu's longtime friend and former South African president Nelson Mandela was released from 27 years behind bars, Tutu could not hold back his joy. Hey! Freedom is coming! Freedom is coming! And it was Mandela who appointed his friend Tutu to lead South Africa's Truth and Reconciliation Commission, a body tasked with uncovering the truth about the apartheid government's brutality. At times, it moved Tutu to tears. 
The business of dismantling apartheid was not all doom and gloom. One, one lady said to me, hey, Bishop, if they do this when you come here, can you imagine what is going to happen when Nelson comes? Quick to crack a joke or break out into song and dance. He leaves behind a foundation committed to human rights. But his real legacy is the wonderful tale of how a diminutive pastor with a big laugh became a global conscience for the world. Ah, it's just like it's on CBS Sunday morning with the visuals and stuff. And just that kind of an amazing life, man. What a life well lived. Yeah. You know, you hear that and you go, wow. wow. Yeah. And they... I mean, all the footage of him, too, is just, like, so empowering. I can't even imagine being Mm -hmm. at one of his speeches. I just think that's just... It's always sad if somebody dies, but when you hear a life live that hard and that amazingly, you think, yeah, that's that's how that's how you should do it. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. He he was ninety. My dad is like, uh, his he he just turned eighty this year, and he's like, I need seven more good years. And I'm like, Dad, why do you need seven more years? I've got trips booked out. He's so you. You guys are so related. Oh my! You are gosh. so related. That's I know, hilarious. I know. So, anyway, yeah. So, and a lot of people were remembering him today. And then in the fashion world, people are remembering Grace Mirabella, mm-hmm. who was the editor of Vogue. She took over Vogue after Diana Vreeland was uh, fired in 1971, and she took Vogue. She kind of wanted it to address like working women and have articles about uh, the pill and Planned Parenthoods. You know, she sexual, she took it from being kind of this basic mm-hmm. fashion Bible yeah. to adding things that she felt that would be more inclusive a lot of women. Okay. And uh, sales went up under her, and she was at Vogue for quite a few years, and then she was abruptly... She was like on vacation and found out Anna Wintour was replacing her. Dang. Kind of like how she replaced it, but she was 91. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of fashion. If you see the name Grace Mirabella, um, that's she's the legendary that, Vogue editor. And she name, started the magazine Mirabella. Doesn't it just seem like Grace Mirabella? Like, yeah, she's in fashion. Oh, yeah, of course. I'm she's Grace in fashion. Mirabella. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. And yeah, she wanted to spotlight, like she... Did, she was the first one to uh, do Donna Karen and Calvin Klein and Helmut Newton when they were doing the suits and the power suits and showing yeah. how career. So anyway, but she was 91, good long life, and she passed away at yeah. her home in her sleep this weekend. All right. Thanks so, for those the are updates. Your yeah. Long, yeah, those are those are your life stories for today. Good lives. Um, what's happening in... I, Bet it's got to be light and traffic out there. Yeah, really not much going on in traffic right now because the hour is about to 